Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Update. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Yes. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who bring you locked on Clippers every first week of January? Technically, yes. Monday through Friday, 7 in the morning, Locked on Clippers is coming at you. Make us your first listen. Kill some windshield time. Let's dive into this seemingly possible win against the Phoenix Suns. Absolutely. We're going to kick off the show talking about what we need to do well to win that game as well as what could go wrong. And then in segment two, it's Thirsty Thursday. Look, every single Thursday, Chuck and I like to talk about what we're thirsty for, what we want to see more of, sometimes what we want to see less of. But there's actually a lot to kind of be hoping for uh, in this current segment of the Clippers. Uh, So we're going to talk about it. And then in shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else in you know, Los Angeles news, the Grammys were postponed. So the Clippers sort of what is normally the Grammy road trip uh, seems, you know, even more worthless. But so but we got to talk about that. And then Reggie is what the front man, the, the campaigner, the James Carville, if you will, of Paul George's uh, <laughs> sure. all-star campaign. Uh, but we got some other ideas for how to sort of, you know, boost his chances of getting into the all-star game as well as some sleepers that, that maybe should get a look. So all that and more coming up. Right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, so the Clippers do take on the Suns in Phoenix. This game will be at 7 p.m., not the usual 7.30 time. Um, Suns have a bunch of injuries. The Clippers, Nick Batum and Brandon Boston Jr. are questionable to return. Um, Batum apparently has the first bone bruise of his career, which does not sound like uh, an ideal situation. Brandon Boston Jr. questionable with the kind of COVID ramp-up reconditioning thing, but he's got young legs, and I have a feeling Ty Lue's, if he's ready to go, he's going to get some playing time. Oh, for sure. Bone bruises, just like as a side note, seem like such a gnarly injury. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really understand it. Like it was, it's one of those things that you hear, you know? You're like, but oh yeah, like your bone has a bruise. <laughs> inside the, like the arteries and veins inside the bone, that's, yeah, wild. Not me. ideal. Suns have a bunch of injuries that help the Clippers rebounding. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is out. Jay Crowder's out. JaVale McGee and Landry Shamit also out. Leading me into the first thing that what we need to do well in this game. We could maybe win rebounds in this game. Maybe. Um, they're missing their number one and number two rebounders. The door is open at least for this possibility. But a lot of that depends on Surge. And we have a matchup that is very much uh, worthy of discussion. Yeah, so, like, overall, I think it's going to be interesting to watch in this game, like, if the Suns end up going small, how we counter. But one aspect of that is going to be Bismack, Biombo versus Serge Ibaka. Yeah. And, you know, two kind of, like, former dominant centers in, you know, probably the latter part of their career. I wouldn't call Bismack dominant at any point. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of battling out. But Bismack has been really good for the Suns. It's, you know, limited sample size. But he's currently averaging 13, 6, and 2 with two blocks and just under two steals per game, albeit through two games. Uh, But still, (laughs) it would be nice for Serge Ibaka to, to get to see some maybe defense put together with the offense that he was able to display recently yeah 100 um, percent from the floor against the pels it so kind Excuse of me, that was bismack so we wait we have two centers who just shot 100 percent in their last game going against each other yeah that's pretty incredible so i this is just kind of a side note and we'll probably talk about surge later as well but even if surge isn't playing for this team in the future or past the trade deadline he still has an incentive to play well to as like an audition right or I not. Think, I think or not. I think he does. I think he wants to play well to show 
maybe next year that another team that's not the Clippers should sign him. Yeah. Right? Like, I think that's legit. The trade thing is super weird. Um, I hope, I hope Serge plays well. He definitely can. We're going to talk about this matchup because the Suns started the game small versus the Pelicans, who started Valanciunas. Yes. So, like, do you, they, part of me wonders if Ty Lue's just going to wait till the last minute and be like, Justice, you're playing the five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, well, like, Serge needs to only just mirror Bismack's minute. Yeah, definitely. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Sure. What we, uh, what could go wrong? Another thing that needs to happen for the Clippers to do well in this game is we need another masterful Marcus Morris performance. Mm-hmm. Look, he was great the last time we played the Suns uh, offensively. He had twenty four, he had eleven boards. He shot sixty three percent from the floor overall and fifty percent from three. Okay, with no Jay Crowder in this one to slow him down. Yeah. We may need to lean on Morris a little bit harder. You know, we know that Ty is a fan offensively of like having the ability to kind of dump the ball to Morris in the paint, allow him to post up, allow him to pass out. Uh, and with no Jake Crowder, who do you think can slow Morris down? Bridges? So that's another thing. Who's elite? We're going to talk about him in a bit too, but he's very good. Yeah. Like, which I mean, is an interesting question because like if you're the Suns, who do you want McCall guarding? Probably Mook would be my guess. Best guess. They had Jalen Smith playing center. He only played 16 minutes last game, though. Um, yeah, because Biyama did end up playing 30. So yeah, he's like 29 off the bench. This this could end up just being like a limited sample size, sure. or or they could just you know lean into the Biyama thing and go a little bit more traditional. But that makes the surge matchup even more important. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure who can. If Morris is hot, I'm not sure who can slow him down. If Morris is average, then I think the Clips are in trouble. Yeah, you know definitely. What I'm Definitely. Uh, um, what else do we need to do well to win this one? Take care of the damn ball. We're coming off a 20 turnover game. This is a redemption game for Reggie and Bled after that Wolves game. Bled especially, he had six turnovers. Him and Reggie were just not good enough to lift what the Clippers roster is right now. Yeah. Um, we need catch and shoot ready to be here for this. Catch and shoot Reggie to be here for this one. We need good decision Bledsoe. Um, not, you know, just giving chess pass to the other team. I just hope those, I mean, those are the big three right now, right? Like Reggie, Bled, Mook. If, if they step up, it elevates everyone else. What could go wrong in this one, Will? Well, I, they could shoot the ball better than 24% from three. Yeah, maybe. Which is uh, what they shot in the, the win that we had over them earlier in December. Mm-hmm. Look, I love that win. It was a great morale win. Uh don't expect them to shoot that poorly from beyond the arc with Booker back. Yes. Uh, and, you know, it was kind of a similar thing. Like, you know, I was, it was a great morale win in that win versus Boston. They shot historically bad from three. Yeah. I would love to give the defense all the credit for this. Yeah. I, I don't think that that's really what's going on there. Sure. Uh, so uh, ho- hopefully we can continue to chase teams off the line and not completely hemorrhage points in the paint. Yeah. Uh, the, another issue is their wing depth might be a little too much for us to deal with. Yeah. Um, versus the Pels, Suns got elite play from Devin Booker, Jalen Smith, McCall Bridges camp. Basically, everybody who plays wing for the Suns is kind of on an upswing right now. McCall Bridges is a 40% three-point shooter and insanely athletic, which is an issue versus a lineup with three non-starters in it. He played 41 minutes versus the Pels. He will be seeing some weird-ass lineups from the Clippers because we have to throw them out there. I'm not saying this is like any weird coachy thing on Ty Lue, who's also back for this game, by the way. Um, right. So we just we just got to try and take advantage when Booker and CP3 are sitting. I wouldn't be surprised if they stagger Booker and CP3 because it's just really a pick your poison. Like Bledsoe's going to have to be on CP3 at the point of attack. I'm assuming Mook guards Booker. Mm, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Terrence. With, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Terrence. I don't know. I like just with all that Morris is going to have to do offensively. I don't know if that's a, 
I don't know if this is the matchup for that Morris. Another thing that could go wrong or is at least gonna be interesting to watch, like if they do go small, what is our counter? Yeah, um, man, like that. Considering yeah. like where our front court is out is at right now with so many people out, like I mean, I, I just don't know what we do. Like things get a lot clearer <laughs> if Batum ends up going in this one. Definitely. Uh but even if he does end up going in this one, you imagine that he's hopefully, please, hopefully, on some sorts of sort of minutes restriction. I mean Yes, that's fair. You know, coming back from an injury, not just hasp, like yeah, I shouldn't say just, but not you know, coming back know from what a, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, an yeah. actual uh sort the first of, bone bruise of his career. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, so is Justice up for the challenge? I mean, that's what we've seen kind of the he most He has been, of. man. I've been, Justice has been proving me wrong and making me sound like a dummy on some past episodes, which I'm happy with because it means he's playing well. I think he is up for the challenge. Um, I hope he holds a grudge against the state of Arizona for some reason. I hope he holds a grudge against Phoenix. We need some guys to be a little angry because there was also a vibe against the Wolves that wasn't as, I don't want to say locked in, but, like, I want to see some aggression from these guys. You know, I want to see him try and put on them early. I want to see him try and make it a little difficult in the paint. And Justice is going to be super huge in that. Um, the small ball counter is going to basically be what wins this game or loses the game for the Clippers. And I'll tell you what, this is no disrespect to Coach Shaw. I'm so happy Ty Lue's back for this one so he can really kind of get his tinkering on and deal with what, you know, they're going to get from the Suns. Yeah, imagine out of quarantine, Ty. I mean, out of quarantine, he's Ty? He's had time to just stew on film. Oh, he's been eating poutine <laughs> just for 10 days straight up also, in Canada? Also, probably the most rest the man has gotten in like a ca at least Dude. a calendar year. Dude, that is a... <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, they've played what? Three seasons in two years? Yeah. That's the most down... That's the most downtime he's had, excluding an offseason, <laughs> maybe in his whole career. This is going to be a fun game. I'm cautiously optimistic about this game. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I like cautiously We just have optimistic. to bounce back from what happened against the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk this a little bit more about what I'm thirsty for, but like, even if it's not translating immediately to wins, there are things that this team can do to look better than what we saw in that Minnesota game. 100%. Because I don't even mind a loss necessarily. No. Uh, if, you know, like, if there's If you were some... to look at that roster and say, you're going to play the Nets and the Timberwolves two games in three days, and you're going to split that series, you would probably say, sure, that makes total sense. Yeah. We just happen to beat the better team yeah. of that split. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking Thirsty Thursday. It's just things we want to see. But first, we got to give a shout out to Shopify, which gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. Uh, so upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, and more. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. You can get insights as you grow with detailed reporting. That analytics tab, I've worked in Shopify for a very long time, tells you all you need to know. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, of course, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. All right, so we're back and it's Thirsty Thursday. Look, every single week, we like to talk about what we're thirsty for. Basically, what we want to see more of. Chuck, what are you thirsting for this week? Hot take. Hot take coming up. I'm thirsty for Paul George to get back. Oh my God, it's uh, too hot to handle. We, we don't know when it's going to happen. Truly, I want to make that very clear. No one knows when that's going to happen. There's going to be a reevaluation period at least three weeks after here at his elbow. But... 
From Reggie today in the pregame presser, he said, uh, this is a quote, he's taking it day by day. I just talked to him yesterday. We were playing video games, as you do with your teammates. The first thing he's thinking about is like, how are you doing? My elbow is feeling good, rested, feeling good. So that's good. We talked about the clip he put on his Instagram. Like, he's got a wrap on that thing right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy he's resting, but... Hope he comes back. Um, and yeah, no, I don't want him to rush it though, because like, oh, I'm not saying rush. If that, oh UC- no, that's not what I'm saying at all. If that UCL tear becomes like a full on tear, you're getting a you're getting Tommy, the Tommy Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, you're getting. A, I'm pretty sure they put pig ligament. I'm not oh. even kidding. I'm 99 sure. Like they did some crazy surgery with some pitchers where they gave like a pig ligament. Um, that would make sense because usually they're either pig taking for the. <laughs> Well, because for the ACL, they usually either use a graft from somewhere else on your body yeah. or they can use a cadaver or I believe they can use pig as well. I'm not a surgeon. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what my last option of those three would be if I were getting the ACL. What, cadaver? I don't want a cadaver ACL. Oh, I'm going cadaver. They haven't been working it out. They've been, what, they've been resting. What if it's haunted and you have superpowers? <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, what are you thirsty for? So I'm thirsty for some feel-good games. Like I, hey, I kind of alluded to all this. All for it. Like I alluded to this in the last segment. And honestly, pers- like part of this is like a personal mentality thing for me. And I think like the general, you know, public of us as fans. Sure. Uh, but you know, kind of the only thing the team can do right now with all the absences is, I guess, try their best. Sure. Uh, yeah. And you which know, they have been, except for the Minnesota game. Except for the Minnesota game, for <laughs> sure, for sure. But like you know. I think it's important to contextualize for this season for the Clippers. Like the single most important thing coming out of this season in a season where you don't have Kawhi, where you don't have Paul George likely for, you know, a sizable chunk of the season. Yeah, another couple of weeks. Is, you know, what can we build on the core around our superstars? Yes. Superstars, right? 100%. Uh, so, you know, in, in that trend, I mean, I'd love to see, you know, aggressive man on offense looking mm-hmm. locked in and committed on defense, you know, not committing silly fouls. Sure. He's been good lately. Yes, yeah. Need to see Reggie Jackson look like he's got his legs back under him. Uh, yeah, he had a rough go in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, but you know, a lot of a lot of our guys had a, a really rough go. Sure. Yeah. Those those Minnesota. two didn't lose it for us. Interesting thing, like in sort of this feel good thing. That's like a weird development for the Clippers. How do you feel about more justice at the five? I mean, it depends if Serge shows some kind of aggression on the defensive end. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you. Because that's that- really the biggest thing that gets me is that Justice is challenging shots. Xavier Moon is challenging shots better at the rim than than Surge is right now. It, like, uh, I'm glad that you bring the Surge thing up because I like I don't want to beat it to death, but like, can he find a way to contribute to winning basketball? Like while we're down two centers, this is his like, time. I mean, yeah, like if you want to like reestablish yourself in the rotation, I mean, who knows how much longer Hart is going to be out? Hopefully, we have Zoo back. Literally, sooner. we don't because Ty Lue was like, I haven't been around. There's no update. Yeah, yeah, like so. I, I mean, man, if if there was a time to prove something, I it's it's got to be now. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Um, I hope he can do it, and it's it is a good opportunity against the Suns specifically yeah. to really put a stamp on that. Um, I'm thirsty for Luke Kennard and Zubats to get out of H A S P A S A P. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we're gonna talk about these guys. Luke Kennard. The way the testing is done now is if your CTs. Uh, are above 30. It used to be 35 on the COVID test. He can return after this game on Thursday since that would have been five days since he tested positive or since he went to Hask. Excuse me. There's going to be some conditioning work to be done with that as well. There's no real word on if he's feeling symptoms. So that's good. Yeah. 
I guess. Um, not sure if he'd be back for the brunch back-to-backs that are upcoming this weekend. So I'm hoping he kind of does get out soon with the team for the road trip kind of on the 13th. But then Zoo, Zoo entered health and safety protocols on the 30th, which does not seem good testing-wise. Um, we hope he's feeling all right, but we need him back so bad given we don't have an emergency center as of this recording. Yeah. Well, is Surge our emergency center, I guess? And I mean, he should be. And also, like, we haven't really gotten an update on Zoo in a while. Yes. And it's also second time having COVID. Yes. So that's, we that's hope correct, that it's yeah. not too bad. But I mean, these two guys are so important to the Clippers. We talked about like the day before Zoo went into HASP, how people would really understand how valuable Zoo was if he was gone. He's been gone. And it's very clear what his impact is on the defensive end, on screens, on boards. Like we need him back. Um, just got, hope he's feeling all right. <clears throat> I got another hot take for you. What do we got? He doesn't have COVID. Isn't sick at all. Oh, interesting. He's Dad. taking some time off to grow out the locks. Okay, so... It's zoo locks in full effect. He's taking 10 days to grow hair? Well, or just <laughs> enough time for it to feel feasible when he puts the wig on. What if Zoo is just... Uh, did you ever see the movie? I think it was called like the peanut butter... The magic... Falcon or something? No, like the magic peanut butter solution where these kids, like there was peanut butter and they ended up growing a bunch of like... They grew their hair. Anyway, it was weird. Maybe Zoo just like can grow hair super fast and that's why he keeps it short. Yeah, that could be. It's that like in the Santa it. Claus when he's cutting his beard, it just keeps growing back. He could also just like, it could be enough time to build up a base to where he could start wearing progressively longer wigs that's growing at a faster rate than human hair, but not unfeasibly fast. So he's doing the, he's doing the tactic of just a longer toupee every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All it's right. like the opposite of the, I think All you should right. leave sketch. Yeah, no, I'm not mad at this. Zoo might have a market for this. Um. All right, what else do we got? What's some more... Do we have any more serious takes on my trash? <laughs> so, look, like, with our hands forced to likely, uh, you know, depending on Luke, uh, but likely. At least for another handful of games. Yeah, playing a backcourt of Reggie and Bledsoe. Like, I'm thirsty for this, but I'm also just wondering, like, is there any hope for them kind of, like, figuring it out and coexisting in a productive way? <sighs> I mean, Bledsoe talked about how, you know, he's been playing well, and one of the parts that goes into playing well is just having the ball in your hands more and getting that rhythm. Yes. Um, which is kind of the exact same thing Reggie said when he was playing really well. Well, that's the thing. Which when Reggie worried. Yeah, like when Reggie <laughs> was struggling to shoot early, it, it was clear because Reggie being off ball that much, like, can work in theory. Needs his rhythm. Makes total sense. But he wasn't getting in enough touches. It works in theory if you look at his three-point shooting percentage at the end of the year. You say, that guy's a 40% three-point shooter. Why can't he stand in the corner? And then you watch the games and you say, oh, that's why. Because the man needs to get into a rhythm, which makes total sense. Especially if you're a point guard. Both of these guys are like ball dominant point guards when it comes to that kind of stuff. And so like, I think it re weirdly hinges more on if Reggie can be in catch and shoot mode. And I'm not saying he like hasn't been or anything like that. But like this is where Ty Lue's tinkering comes into play. Well, because it gets really interesting because, I mean, if you have Bledsoe on the floor... It takes away some of the ability for Reggie to drive and be a three-level scorer. absolutely does. Especially if he's off yes. ball. And, it like, puts, and that inherently puts more pressure on Bledsoe to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, Bledsoe has kind of had his ups and downs, but, like, in three out of the last five games, he's been really solid mm -hmm. from three. Uh, so, you know, that changes things. But another kind of, like, a wrench in this whole system is, like, you also have a, a guy in Marcus Morris who's really comfortable operating in the paint, and if yeah, you have sometimes too comfortable, <laughs> if you have Bledsoe off ball uh, and, you know, Reggie needing the ball in his hands and you also have, you know, Mook wanting to operate sort of in that mid range area, like 
and you throw a traditional center in there, it you know, it, in surge who can theoretically stretch the floor, but things get really compact really, really quick. They they definitely do. Um, I think we just, I think some of this is on, I think weirdly, we know Bledsoe's game. And he made three as a bonus. We know he's been on a hot streak. He's the guy who they're going to sag off of in the playoffs. He's the guy who they're going to sag off of kind of all the time. Those made threes is just a bonus at that point. So I really think a lot of the responsibility is on Reggie and Ty to figure out when to switch out one of these two guys. Yeah. Um, and it's been working pretty well. We're gonna get a we're gonna get a really good look at these two against the Sun small ball lineup because that's like we're probably gonna see some not from the Sun specifically, but when the Clippers make the playoffs, there will be some small ball lineups, and Bled can really take advantage of that by drawing in people to the paint. Like absolutely. I just think I I want both these guys to like just go on a fishing trip, just Bled and Reg, just hanging out, maybe cracking a brew. Just getting getting the camera, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. been a disjointed season. Share one rod, so they would kind of learn how to, you know. I don't know about share. That. I don't know about that. Um, but like you know, maybe enter like uh, maybe the Clippers have like a, a cookout barbecue thing. They do a three leg race. You know, Reggie and Blood on the same team just to build some of that chemistry up there. Definitely not Definitely. mad at that. But I'll tell you what. After you know, I was thinking about our discussion on the last episode about how this is the best kind of like this is the best backcourt we're probably gonna have. For Kawhi and PG, it's a shame that Kawhi's out for the season, but they're they're on the upswing. They're figuring it out, and it it helps having Ty Lue back. Um, yeah, I'm I'm confident that they'll be able to figure it out. Yes, perhaps irrationally so, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Um, coming up, let us know what you're thirsty for. Also, over at Locked On Clips on Twitter. Coming up, we're talking the postponed Grammys trip. A bunch of All Star talk about the Clippers. Uh, but first, Will, if I wanted to bet online, I'll tell you what. I have no idea where I could do that. I don't even know what letter to start with. Oh, where can I do that? Uh, the easiest place is betonline.ag. Oh, right in the name. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Look, basketball season is in full hoop. Oh, yeah. And you can track all the action at Bet Online, real hoopers only. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Look, you don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to just kind of you know make it through the rest of the season. Uh, devil may care. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus that's on top of your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on. All right, welcome to Shavings. We're just going to hey, talk about random shavings. stuff. Yeah, named after our old Clippers podcast, um, where we used to bring Lakers fans on and try and do uh, a clip, do flip. a clip flip, hundred percent success rate, which was which is interesting. oh yeah yeah we flipped a couple of them. Um, so in uh, relevant Clippers news, the Grammys are postponed, which is heartbreaking to Clippers fans and I guess people who love the Grammys. Which if you love the Grammys, figure it out, um, figure out a different thing to love. Um, that makes the Clippers eight game road trip even more useless. Because it's called the Grammy trip yeah, because of uh, the damn Grammys. Are they just going to do, like, is this just, I, this, there's no way this affects games down the stretch. Because I'm not sure the Grammys no, I don't have so. the pull to be like, hey, Crypto.com, we're, we're throwing everything off. Like, it's just kind of more of a frustration. Like, just another, like, annoying-ass scheduling thing. Where, like, we didn't even, now we don't even need to go on this road trip. Like, yeah, it's just stupid. Either way, just kind of a frustrating thing. Not yeah. anything we can do about it. Just another frustrating Clippers get screwed. 
scheduling wise? You know, what's not stupid? Hmm. Paul George's campaign for the All-Star game. Lo- all right. All right. I'm I'm on board with this. This has been sweet. The Clippers have made hoodies. I'm not sure who gets them. They're like white. They just say like Paul George for the All-Star game with the Clippers logo. Very, it's the most understated vote for our guy for the All-Star game clothing that you could possibly make. My hat tip to the designer for this. Might have been Jake Burns. Who knows? Um, but I think it's cool. I think everyone who voted for Paul George should get one. Yes. I think that'd be sweet. The first numbers from the All-Star Game fan vote tally will be out the day you're listening to this pod, January 6th. Um, so, yeah, let's hope that PG gets that nod because he deserves it. I don't think he will because people irrationally hate Paul George. Also, um, I mean, like, it'd just be so different if, you know, he hadn't missed the stretch of games, like, right before the voting, you know? It's like, it's sure. it's such an Oh, recency bias. Time. Recency bias is the king of All-Star Game voting. Lance Stevenson might make the All-Star game it's, based on that one game. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you know, it's it's the basis for NBA popular opinion. Sure. Uh, you know, just, just overall. Twitter's uh, oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah. Um, let's go PG. Marketing team has had some really great endeavors this season. The City Edition boxes they sent out to some select fans, which is really cool. Also, if you got the plug on one of those long sleeves, let me know. Let me know. Um, hopefully, make these hoodies available. For people to commemorate the 2022 All-Star Game vote. Yes. Yes. I don't know when you would wear this after this very limited scope of time. But it would be, I think these hoodies are going to end up a cool like NBA relic. I'm a fan of sports memorabilia that's really weird. Weird and, and like super niche, yeah. Um, I think this will be one of those things I think that's pretty cool. And it helps the Clippers overall ethos. It should just be vote Paul George. Damn. It should just be vote Paul George. I feel like I would just wear that. I mean, you could wear that outside of All-Star stuff. With Mount Rushmore, but just Paul George on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then we got to talk. Luke Kennard, first of all, deserves to go to the three-point competition. Yeah. Um, we absolutely. haven't even talked about this, which is crazy. Um, Luke Kennard, based on stats alone, shooting 44% on threes, six, almost six and a half three-point attempts per game. Um, and he's fifth in the league, but... The only person with more attempts in the top five is Joe Harris, who's number one. And I think he's at like 6.5. So they're they're close, but he's also shooting 46%. Two of the top five guys take less than three and a half threes per game. So like get that doesn't count. That doesn't count. It's gotta be Joe Harris, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine. Um I don't I, I just I don't and it's in Ohio. Like this is the NBA can't not have Luke Kennard in the three-point contest. Yeah, he deserves it. I mean, he's, you know, he's a known sniper throughout the league. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, people, call had, him, people call him Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Harris has gotten the nod before. Um, three-point shooters in 2022 are known dorks, which is cool. Harris and Luke Kennard, the dorkiest top, <laughs> dorkiest top two three-point shooters. Yeah. In a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh if he does make the three star, like the three point shooting competition for the All Star game, do you think Lou gets, uh, he rocks big chain during the competition just because he's back oh home in Ohio? Oh my God. I, I hope so. <laughs> that would be awesome. I hope he wears his high school jersey. How about that? That would be sick. I mean, famously, I'm pretty sure it was, hold on, I got to look this up real quick. I'm 99% sure that it was, yeah, it was Brent Berry who crip walked at an NBA three point contest. Which, looking back on it in 2022, is fucking 
insane. Yeah. Um, so I hope Luke Kennard does whatever the version of Brent Berry grip walking at the NBA three-point contest in like 2003, the, the 2022 version of that. Yeah. Which would just maybe be wearing a big chain with his own face on it. I, I love that. I'm not mad at And doing the competition in it. Yeah. Which would be sweet. Um, what are some other items that they should make for Clippers all-star stuff other than the PG hoodie? I wish there was campaigns to like vote your guy to the three-point competition. Yeah. That yeah. would make the skills comp really fun because there's a lot. I mean, everyone in the NBA is very skilled and in a basically like closed off environment where you're doing practice drills, man, there'd be some fan favorites. Like, like we were talking about like Bobby Portis has a case for the three-point competition why the hell not? Like Bobby Portis, Luke Kennard, Joe Harris, Zach Levine. That's a fun ass time. It is. Yeah. Like, that's a good time. Um, and Zach Levine, like going from the dunk contest to the three point shooting contest. I mean, that's, that's a good sweet. time. Well, the events would be back to back. So he would literally shoot the last three and just walk straight into a dunk. Um, other all-star items they should make. They need Reggie all-star game goggles. Yeah. Um, they need Bledsoe all-star game headbands. Yeah. And then you have a Terrence Mann all-star crayons on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that for? It's a good time. I mean, that's honestly... Terrence Mann all-star crayons? All right. You want to keep a pack of those? I'm on board. So, hey, as someone who loves niche, <laughs> random NBA memorabilia, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Um, the, He's coloring the future. <laughs> the peak sport rant... This is a very hard tangent, then we're going to close the episode out. The peak random sports memorabilia... Um, item you could have is Walker Bueller has an anti-littering PSA that is him just reading a piece of copy in the most I don't care like I'm here I guess the help of the community way where he's like hi I'm Walker Bueller my best throw is a throw into a trash can for a piece of garbage I'm holding it's not that far off from what I just said the peak memorabilia item is the transcript of that signed by walker bueller yeah terrence man's crayons terrence man's all-star crayons firmly number two you know and i would spend four hundred dollars of money that i do not have to get those you know uh what would also be a fun one for like a rich like evil sort of genius character a a balmer (laughs) a balmer yeah uh would be when uh when all-star like when NBA stars give away turkeys, like just keeping one of the turkeys in a cryogenic chamber. Oh, that'd be the most evil thing. Dude. Just a millionaire, like, yeah, I got one of the turkeys that uh, Terrence Mann was giving out over in Lowell. You'd be like, why do you have that? Have sign it. Never gonna put it in this it. custom cryogenic chamber. <laughs> cost a cost a cool mill. Yeah, I'm never gonna <laughs> eat it. Um, all right, we we should probably get out of here. Um, it's a good thing these episodes aren't an hour long. Um, <laughs> Friday's episode recap of the hopeful victory uh, for the Clippers over the Suns preview of this double matinee back-to-back bullshit that the Clippers have to deal with. Of course, a love Mary quarantine. Um, Will, if someone were to ask you, where on earth could I even find a, a, a daily Clippers podcast? Where would you tell them to check it out? So you can check us out on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app on your phone. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works. You should try it. Uh, you did mention it, but we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Hey, we'd love to have your listen. We'd love to have your listen. I'll tell you what, if you're still listening to Clips episodes and we got these lineups running out, you're a dedicated fan. Don't let anyone else. We salute you. We salute you. You can't see it, but we're doing a chill salute. Nothing super weird. Um, 
Yeah, we thank y'all so much. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.